Hello and welcome again. This is Keith Hatting with NC Realty Services, your host with the most, bringing you another episode of The Truth in Real Estate and More Unscripted. Uh, okay, that's a pretty good intro, right? So, uh, as I told you before, working on getting better at these things, and soon I'll be bringing you some guest um, speakers as well. <clears throat> and maybe you come down and see me. We'll uh, sit down and do a podcast together. Uh, anyways, I want to talk today a little bit. We've talked already, if you've followed along at all, with the real estate market and uh, the, the upcoming adjustment, recession, correction, whatever you want to call it. Um, everybody's got a different term or terminology they want to use. But if you remember, I told you I felt like it would be so mild that it would be a little bump in the road that you may not even notice. And uh, while, you know, so many people have been talking about how it's going to be another bubble burst and, you know, it's right around the corner and another thing. You know, interestingly, uh, on the heels of Thanksgiving, you know, we all get together with family and friends. Uh, Hopefully everyone does and eats way too much um, food. I always do. And, uh, and how good it is. And, but the conversation flows in these different groups. And, you know, you get to talk politics, you get to talk about uh, the market and the economy, and, uh, as well as your sports and uh, turkey legs. So the conversation came up in our little gathering that, um, you know, another bubble burst is already set up and is right here around the corner. The question really becomes what that bubble burst motivation will be. You know, no one really expected when the bubble burst last time that that's what was going to happen. If if everybody knew that going into it, they would have made corrections and prevented it from ever happening. It certainly wasn't something that anyone anticipated uh, or wanted to have happen. And so the same could be true today. And we can predict certain things within the economy. Uh, we can look at all the indicators. But at the end of the day, you know, there's so much gray inventory in the automobile industry right now. That could be a big um, bubble bursting opportunity there. Uh, there's still plenty of gray inventory in the housing market, and we're still dealing with that. Um, you know, it's 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 shifts and things you see in the market that make for a shift. And, uh, you know, we, we can study these things, or go to classes and talk about the different generations and what that's meant to the economy and to the housing business and to real estate. Um, But at the end of the day, things happen that no one expects to have happen. And those are where the big bumps in the road, that's where the recessions and the big adjustments really come from. So barring the fact that the automobile industry doesn't crash on us um, or some other setup like that, that we just really don't expect or see happening, uh, and, and you can talk to some lenders that have large portfolios in automobile notes and, and they may be singing a little bit more gloom and doom uh, than many of the others. But, uh, but that could be true in almost any of the financial market segments uh, as well. So uh, most of the conversation about the economy and the downturn and recessions has kind of eased off a little bit. And... Uh, I think that's because, you know, you've seen um, great third quarter growth, you know, exceeding 2%. Um, You know, our average mortgage rate is only about 3.6%. 
right now. So these are all things that help keep a nice, healthy economy going anyways. Um, you know, the, you know, the U.S. economists have become a lot more optimistic and uh, in turning their, their eyes towards a more positive um, outlook. Uh, in the construction industry, we continue to struggle with labor shortages, which tells you that construction is, is up, it's on the rise. Uh, existing home sales increased by 1.9% in October. That's interesting because we had probably the largest um, drop in applications for mortgage was reported by um, uh, on the mortgage side of the business just, just prior to that, and yet construction is still way up. So, you know, it's, it's all a little bit cyclic, but at the same time, it's a little bit about those surprising events, those unknown and unforetold things. So, you know, let's go back. We talked a little bit, I think, about the uh, generational trends and how I suggested that maybe because we, you know, did a a Generation Y and a Generation Z back-to-back was just really a way of circumventing the fact that every generation is bigger than the next. But here's what I'm beginning to feel. I'm just saying I'm feeling this. And, uh, and probably they get a little bit by the, uh, the article that I just read in a survey or poll done to them. Let me, it's just a paragraph. Let me, let me read that very quickly. According to recent survey from Freddie Mac, home ownership is alive and well. The new survey, which focused on Generation Z, polled ages 14 to 23 to determine if home ownership was a priority. The poll provided staggering results. Despite the challenges this generation faces with increased housing costs, student loan debt, saving for a down payment, and the reduced job market in rural areas, 86% of those polled indicated that owning a home was a priority in the future. In fact, those teenagers and young adults indicated that home ownership should be obtainable by the time they reached 30. This is three years younger than the current generation. This Freddie Mac poll is a refreshing indicator for the housing market and that the American dream of owning a home will continue to be a driving force for the economy. Uh, end of quote. So the, um, you know, that is, but, but let's, but here's what I'm feeling that's a little different than maybe what that article is leaning towards. Um, but on the same path, you know, we talked about the baby boomers, right? It's this big uh, force in the economy when they came in and they started buying houses. And then behind that, we had the millennials. But remember, the millennials are were really a more social group, socially dynamic group. They didn't mind living clustered. They don't mind living with mom and dad a little longer. The economy kind of forced some of that trend. And I think a lot of that still carries on today. So they're a little slower to enter the housing market. Then along comes Generation Y and Generation Z. And there, if you added them together, bigger than the millennial group. And that's why I argue that really was one generation and and that you went from boomers to millennials to them, uh, Generation X and then Generation Y and Z. So so yes, the home ownership thing is still alive, but we might actually see that the, the XYZ uh, generations might 
come to the marketplace a little earlier if they're anticipating that. They're talking about three years, but remember that's a large pool. So let's say they come to the marketplace a little earlier. The the uh, millennials didn't uh, avoid the market or leave the market. They just are entering the market later. They don't mind being a little more clustered, a little more social, but as they begin to age and they start having families of their own, that's going to drive them into home ownership regardless. So it's not that they didn't come to the table. They just didn't come to the table when we had initially projected. So now if they come later and the next generation comes earlier, you might see that not only will you have the largest generation in the marketplace again, but you you might see that be exponential. I mean, it could really be a, a game changer. I think that the baby boomers inheritance money as they as they inherited monies and they a lot of them took those monies and bought uh, future um, retirement places and we see that a lot here at the coast that people are coming in and using that re- that um, not retirement money but that inheritance money before they've even retired to prepare for the place that they will retire to eventually two three four five years down the road so that that, that was a great help in the marketplace for us when maybe we would have otherwise felt a little bit deeper impact from the slower millennial group to come into the market. But however, they're, they're pretty much in the market and, and continuing to grow in the marketplace today, as I said, as they age up a little bit. I think they're, um, you know, they only said there were three years difference in their survey at Freddie Mac between the importance or significance of home ownership. But I think in the real world, we're going to feel that was even a larger gap because of the slower side from the millennials. And then now we have, you know, the next generations because they've split them up, uh, you know, right on their heels. And, and so I'm, I'm really uh, very optimistic about the growth going forward. Now, with that said, uh, I still say in 2020, you're going to feel a bump in the road. I think that the election is going to help us even more. And that's part of the reason why we said that in the first place, it would be very mild little bump in the road. Certainly the way the election goes will have an impact on our economy, on the housing market and on real estate. And so we should keep a watchful eye on that. And as I said, just be very cautious and cognizant of the fact that there could be a, a bubble to burst uh, that we're that we're not aware of and, and we have no expectations of. And um, so it'll be interesting to follow the market and the economy through these uh, through these times. The the article that I'm reading from is actually a National Link. Uh, that's the name of the company. National Link is a appraisal management company, and um, and they put out a little newsletter with you know appraisal common errors and you know the, uploading reports to their sites and all that stuff. But they typically tend to stick a little bit of market news in their vendor newsletter. And that's where I've gotten this article from that I've read to you today. And uh, so you just never know where you'll find a little (laughs) tidbits of information that you have to put into your thinking cap and say, okay, how does this really impact my world? How does it impact the market? How does it impact um, real estate? Uh, I think we're still going pretty strong here at the beach. It is always a slower market in the holiday season. It's hard to fight Santa Claus. Uh, and when you're in new construction like we are, we're not building for today. We're building for six, eight, and ten months down the road. Uh, so we and we see we're we're well into next year on our schedule, and 
you know, we just look for where there might be gaps or holes in that to try to fill. But uh, but we stay way out in front, which is nice. It, it allows us to adjust accordingly um, with the market as the market swings or changes. Uh, we're on a great uh, a great run right now. Uh, the real estate industry as a whole, the mar- housing market as a whole. <clears throat> Excuse me. We've come through. Um, you know, a lack of supply. The lack of supply is is uh, you know great for new home builders because more people come to us and and build new. And although it may have delayed someone making that home purchase, it doesn't tend to put them off. And so there's they still became a a buyer in the marketplace, and that's a win-win for all of us. I know there's some talk of interest rates getting even lower, competing on an on an international level. Uh, is an entirely different game, and so the, obviously our government has to look at that and, and determine how they can stay competitive. We want them to stay competitive. That's how we keep stability here at home as well. So uh, they want to be competitive in that marketplace. I, I don't really not excited about hearing anybody talk about us going like uh, like they do in China with hundred-year mortgages or or their rates being so low that virtually the banks can get the money for almost nothing. I don't think those are healthy to anyone's economy, but um, we'll see. I think it'll pull China out of their rough patch. I don't think they they're in any risk of uh, you know of any major debacle beyond what we've seen in the news already. Uh, so, anyways, now I don't want to get into international stuff. I, I barely can keep up with what's going on here locally, but uh, but the market's healthy, the market's good, and uh, we expect some great things. We have our real estate office open, our new real estate office and appraisal office up on uh, Highway 17 in Supply, North Carolina. Uh, we're 67, uh, 674B uh, Ocean Highway West in Supply, North Carolina. Come by, stop by and see us. We'll certainly uh, uh, sit down and do a podcast while you're there or, uh, you know, talk talk real estate, talk business, whatever. We play a game of Fortnite. It doesn't matter. Come on by and see us. And uh, and I got room in there. I'm looking for some. I'm looking for some real estate staff to fill that building, and uh, it's the it's the first step in some exciting things. Many of you know that you know we've worked with some virtual realty companies here recently, and I don't think that's the way of the future. And I've got some new ideas and some new visions. So come by and see me, and we'll talk about it. I'd love to hear your input, your feedback on it. So, anyways, I think that's enough for today. It's a, a little short, but I think it was positive news. I was glad to hear. Somebody else out there is looking at it like we are. My name is Keith Hattingham with NC Realty Services. And until we speak again, God bless.